Pay me, pay me, pay me my money down. Pay me or go to jail. Pay me my money down. Something, something, sailing a boat. Pay me my money down. I am sailing in a boat. Pay me my money down. Pay me, pay me, pay me my money down. Pay me or go to jail. Pay me my money down. Where is, where is, where is the streaming show? I can't see it in my mentions. Pay me my streaming show. Pay me, pay me, pay me my money down. Pay me or go to jail. Pay me my money down. Seriously, where I have to do able to, I have to sound check through my phone because that's what the majority of you are watching this on. Close the app. Close the app. Now we hear it on your loud Samsung. At least I think that's what you run. Yep. Nick runs a Samsung. I have an old, really old Apple 6. I use it to watch jerking dicks on my Apple 6. Sounds good. On me. How's it sound on Nick? How's it sound on me? How's it sound on me? Fine. Nice. All right. That song's going to be stuck in my head all fucking day. Bruce Springsteen. Pay me my money down. I feel like the only person on earth who doesn't really care that much for Bruce Springsteen. Like, yeah, he's the boss, but eh. I don't own any of his albums. I mean, I like his songs. They're, they're, they're a little bit stuck in the time. I don't know any of his albums. Quiet Marge. He's a really good digger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, since that's good, we're ready for now. Sound check. Uh, thank you for everybody who's putting in uh, super chats. We'll be getting to them after we talk about the daily news, which has nothing to do with current events. It just <laughs> has uh, stuff to do with cars and what we've been up to. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit, and then we're going to get into uh, your super chat questions. But first, we need to hold for sound for everybody who will be listening on iTunes in a little bit. They don't hear this bit. Uh, they just hear uh, us when we properly come into the podcast. So yeah. here it is. Hold for sound. Hey, guys. Welcome to RCR Podcast number 82. Um, choking so much. Um, just nonsense for the heck of it. I'm oh, Nick. there's a story. Oh, there's a story. The All right. Well, uh, are, are we going to hear Oh, oh yeah. Oh, We're all right. Have well, to do a dramatic reading of it. Well, yeah. um, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And yeah. Oh, uh, real quick before I forget, our Zazzle store is now live. If you look on Google or go to Zazzle.com, 
type in regular cars, you will finally find the Kunkelman Chevrolet license plate frames that people have been asking for. I've been trying to find a way to do this, and this is how we do it. And um, there will be Rinaldi and Klein merch on there going live within the next like couple hours, maybe. It might be live already. I know that there's a process that you have to wait between design and um, release. I'm still waiting for the um, black Kunkelman Chevrolet plate frame to go live. I don't know why that's taking so long, but regardless, um, yeah, stickers, magnets, keychains, hats, like it's just go there. You know, we know where you live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all going to happen. Everybody, you know, lose your virginity at Kunkelman Chevrolet. <laughs> um, but yes, on to, uh, um, I'm trying to find it right now so I can tweet it. Mm. I was, uh, I'll just anecdotally, um, I was at, I, I had a meeting with your mom on Monday, mm-hmm. um, because she knows more about finance than I do. Yep. And I needed to talk. I didn't, I mean, like that wasn't like a weird agree. So no, my no, mom no. was a it's, financial it's, consultant. So yeah, yeah that's what she, she she's very knowledgeable and very personable. And so I was talking to her about how, um, uh, to basically do stocks and so she set me up to like look at you know set my own watch list of various stocks and out of just you know for fun of it because she's like well look at things that are sort of you know maybe are interesting to you and so i looked at uh ford and found that they were trading at six dollars a share and basically like every six bucks yeah every car company was like trading for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And your mom was like, the, the Ford is like a zombie stock. I don't know why anyone has stock in Ford. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say, I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure I do. It's that like Ford isn't really that centralizing American automaker that it used to be in the mm-hmm. sense that it's that thing that employs everybody. And then the one they go and get, their cars from Ford and every third dealership is a Ford. And yeah, I I don't know. Like now they have shareholders. They got to please with numbers that aren't pleasing. So that's a good line. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking up my portfolio and I have, I don't have, I certainly don't have Ford, but I do have one automotive stock that is general motors uh, currently trading at $29 and 11 cents a share. Hmm. And I bought it at $30 and 60 cents a share. Oh. I own five shares of general motor. It's like, <laughs> so I have $145 tied up in it. Uh, I lost $7 and 47 cents currently on what it's trading. I mean, I have a, I have a few of, I have a few big stocks that I have that are carrying my portfolio and the rest of them are just I'll throw you some some money. Let's just see how this horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You run. We're not. We're at the dog tracks. We'll keep, a, yeah. we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's like something where it's similar to my sort of interest in um, WWE stock in the due to the vague notion that as a wrestling fan, I know where the peaks and valleys are. Like I know Royal Rumble to WrestleMania season will be big and all that other stuff. And then I actually look at their numbers and look at the chart. And I'm like, well, the seasons that in the past year have supposed to have been big, even pre-COVID, are not big at all. Mm. So I'm like, well, that's probably like not a dead stock, but something that one of the principles of it is that I kind of have to not look into stocks that are all just things that I'm into. Otherwise, I'd end up like investing in 
I don't know, some random video game company. And I don't know, is Pornhub a publicly traded company? Uh, I looked, I don't think Pornhub is publicly, I don't know, you can search Pornhub stock <laughs> stock symbol if it exists. But yeah. I'm just thinking right now, I was listening to, um, uh, there's this uh, YouTube channel called uh, Company Man. Yeah. And it's just little documentaries on companies. And some of them are like the rise and fall. Like one of the, one of the really entertaining ones was the rise and fall of Dippin' Dots. Oh. And I'm like, and there's like a whole story revolved around that. And one of the latest one is why is EA hated so much? Oh, I know good and well why they're hated so much. Why are they hated? Because I no, didn't get Because they're like the leaders of the games as service model, which essentially has taken it so that you pay $60 for a game and all the content is there on the disc, but now it's hidden behind another paywall. Uh, and it's meant to be a self-perpetuating pay paywall so that you're constantly having to grind to either unlock new stuff or pay so that you don't have to play the game to unlock it. It's, it, it's this weird model where, you know, by the time you would unlock it naturally, you would be sick to death of the game from all the grinding that you would have to do to get mm. it. So they want you to pay the money so that you can unlock these things and experience it now when the game is still relatively new and fresh and enjoyable. It'd be like if Skyrim had all of the like different armor and everything behind a paywall, that, which would be super dumb if they had some like missions behind paywalls, weapons. But it's like this whole games as service model and it's just not good. That's what EA is trading at. $129 a share. You see they had two gigantic peaks, one after 2019. Yeah. And COVID didn't really stop them. You see the little dip where all the companies have where COVID hits, and now they... Yeah. And I believe it because for as much as people complain about it, the model works. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't still be doing it. But yeah. it's just problematic to me that they keep sort of in a very, I don't know, Walter White kind of way. Like, they can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> uh -huh. um, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's that's super weird. EA is trading higher, higher than Novax. One of the, like, I, I bought a bunch of pharmaceuticals to just see how this thing plays out. Who's going to get it? Who's going to get the thing? And yeah. whoever that is is going to be a trillionaire. Yeah. Whoever gets the vaccine is going to be a trillionaire. i like my monies were on the big one, Procter and Gamble, um, Novax, uh, AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca is, is the most profitable right yeah, now. Yeah. They're in the news a lot. Novax is up, and then there's some small ones. VXRT, I forget what that is. Um, I have you know just two shares of it. That's a little one that's been fluctuating around. That what people want is to find like the little company that's trading at like Ford prices. Yeah. 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 And like they, and they get in on the ground floor. Like, okay. It's $6 a share or what are they at? What's Ford at? Is it six? Oh, six. It's like $6 and like change. It's like right. 649 or something. Okay. And yeah. so you, you buy 600 shares of it. Yeah. You'd be a big wage. That's what six grand. Yeah. And then say it goes from ooh, $6 a share and people get excited up to $20 a share. Well, now you've turned that $6,000 into 60, I don't know. People do the math. I, I can't you, do you math. Can double and that's how you can get really greedy really fast. You double and triple that money. Yeah. Instantly. And then you get, oh, should I stay in or get out? Stay in or get out? Yeah. It's like this weird kind of, it's gambling without going to a casino. Right. But 
it's in a way that you have to sort of, or it's closer to kind of like when you're on the price is right. He said, having never been on the price is right, but mm -hmm. like when you could keep going or just take your prize money and leave. Right. And you know, a lot of people, they just kind of stay in it too long and then bump, bump, bump. Oh, no. it's, it's, it's like the, uh, Oh, I forget the name of the game, but it's the yodeler game. Oh, oh yeah. And then it goes over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, or, or like when you're spinning the big wheel, it's like, you're at 60 cents. Do you want to stay there or spin again? Try to get a dollar. And then they spin and land on like 50 cents and now they're over and now yeah. they're gone. Nope. You know, just stay at 60 cents. Uh, thanks for the compliments on the uh, RCR diary um, uh, that I did the other day about getting a colonoscopy, which was, um, I don't know, like it, it was an experience. <laughs> I'm doing this new thing with stonks and it's, I'm only playing with uh, my dividends. Mm. Everybody come to a car podcast and let people talk about personal finance. Well, <laughs> uh, what did I call it? The hundred dollar hopscotch right ah. now. It's not working. It's that I'm going to sell a hundred dollars worth of whatever, like whenever my dividends came in, I think I, or I sold, I sold one share of, yeah, of AstraZeneca because I needed just, 50 more dollars to have a hundred dollars in my money market. And then I'm buying a hundred dollars of a stock that I just, I got a gut feeling. Worst thing is I, I lose a hundred dollars. Um, but, and the one I took a chance on and currently I'm looking like an idiot is IMOS currently trading at $18 81 cents a share. I bought it at $19 a share. Um, and that is a company that makes microprocessors, but it's not a big one like Intel or ATI or, hmm. Uh, or, or excuse me, advanced micro devices or, or things like that. Yeah. Um, which ATI, advanced micro, yeah. Yeah, I same think, thing. Anyway, yeah. um, they make smaller chips that are somewhere else in your motherboard. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at their five year and they're all over the place for the past five years. So what I hope to do is that I got it on a downswing It'll go up for a little bit, and then I could learn if I want to play the game of get in, get out, get in, get out. The idea is that, okay, once this $100 investment turns into like $150 investment, I sell it all, put the $50 back into the money market, and yeah. then the remaining $100 goes on something else. Yeah. And just try to whoop and, and just keep doing that. That's really, that's what uh, a friend of mine, Mike, does. That's really, I'm doing like a weekly or monthly version of day trading for a hundred dollars, which is freaking peanuts. Yeah. So, uh, my buddy, Mike, who day trades there, you're dropping in a hundred G's <laughs> and seeing if that stock goes up a few dollars during the day oh. and then selling out at the end of the day. So that's where, and if you pick something on a downswing, then you lose a lot of money. Yeah. But on the other hand, you could gain a lot of money. So like, I know that mine are not going to be all that risky because I don't need something else to doom scroll about. <laughs> every, yeah. every day. But I mean, you know, stuff like GlaxoSmithKline, um, I don't know, stuff like biotech, uh, yeah. stuff like, I don't know, like Pfizer and yeah. Johnson and Johnson, like stuff Huge, around there. Huge, gigantic uh, Shinra type companies <laughs> that aren't going anywhere. Yeah. They don't make exciting products, but they sell a lot of shit. Well, I heard yeah. that like Apple's getting into making their own chips, like to stop using like third party, uh, like processing chips. Well, I mean, I don't know how long ago I uh, read that. Oh, but in the regular still. chat, a, um, Josh says ATI 
AMD bought ATN like 2009 or something long before they locked down the XB1 and PS4 GPU. Okay. Mm, makes sense. Uh, um, it's funny. As I was uh, leaving, uh, the Cressida was parked out there looking all beautiful and oh, yeah. precious. Yeah. Nice. Just like, oh, it's so pretty and so well-maintained despite being such an old and... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so... The story of the title of this chicken sandwich or chicken sandwich um, or ham sandwich <laughs> um, is what I've been talking to. I think some people saw that I posted on Twitter. The, the ongoing Craigslist scammers, because I'm trying to sell my 2008 Suzuki GSX650F motorcycle because I'm taking too many chances with it because fast sport bike. And also, I don't really ride it. Every time I ride it, I go 90. Yeah. I have this one bit, like, time to merge onto the highway. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to end bad. I'm either going to get a big ticket or I'm going to fall off. And that's the end of regular car reviews. So yeah. this is like the, the grown-up turning 40. You know, maybe I don't want me riding a sport bike, says the guy who owns a 1960 Ford Falcon with no seatbelts in it. Yeah, but even then, you know, it's like I'm not going 90 in that thing. Yeah, the fastest I'll go is 70 on the turnpike, and it doesn't like doing that. So, yeah, you're um, not falling out of it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or falling off of it. Right. I think you have a little bit better chance. Oh, that's a good picture you sent me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. car. Looking like a superhero. No worries. If the waitress comes back, I can. Oh, <laughs> like that, that, that jump. From that to that is a great thing. Yeah. It was just something he sent me when we were in the coffee shop. Um, it just, okay. We I, I was toying with the idea of having our volunteer for the day joining the podcast, but he has a girlfriend and dogs at home. So Yeah, so he had to get rolling. Um, but so, it was a very interesting vehicle that I guess we can't talk about yet. Other people have done it. Famous, like they're so hot right now. They're super hot. So trendy to be seen in one of these. So things. hot right now. So so hot. But yeah, it is a JDM car, and it's probably the one you're thinking of. And mm -hmm. it's not. It's not an S5. It's not an S5 or S13, S14, S whatever. And it's not. It's not Subaru, and it's not Nissan, and it's not Toyota. Um, and it's not fast either, and it's not a K car. So it's like a game of guess who, <laughs> yeah. but it's super trendy and it's very cool to be seen in these things. And you walk around with, it's a very slow, it's a, I should write this down. It's a slow car with big dick energy <laughs> in the United States. And it's not loud this way in any other country. Um, anyway, so so, these is a reading of uh, the Craigslist scammers. Uh, Nick, can you play the part of the Craigslist scammer? You just have to read it kind of awkwardly because, you know, English as a second language. They're trying to get me to go to a website. What up? Is the ad for Suzuki available still? Yes, call me if you're interested. I'm more than interested. I'm ready to put an offer on it. Need to make sure it checks out with a good background accident history grab that report from TrackVin. So they're one, they're, they want me to go to this website. 
And I said, oh, uh, guy texting me. Uh, ha ha. And so I just respond with ha ha and then clown emoji. And then it comes back and says error message was not successfully delivered. So I guess I can't send emojis to these guys. Mm. So I then send this guy a picture of uh, a conversation with a different scammer. Huh. So I send this one scammer a image, a screenshot of me talking to somebody else. So that's my response to him. Huh. In that picture, uh, we say uh, the following things. Hey, I am not able to talk on the phone right now. That's why I'm texting. Can you get me that report? And also two to three times that work for you this next few days. Why can't you speak? I see you are texting me from a cell phone. The best place to get one is VIN reporting link. My brother's a dealer and told me this is the cheapest and most reliable. If you want to move forward, you must talk to me. So I'm dying to get one of these guys on the phone. This is like, this happened last week with the guy who didn't want to talk yep. on yep. the phone, yep. except he didn't send you to some super weird or try to send you to some like random VIN reporting website. It almost seems like spam because every response has like a link to something. In yeah. It. But I, ew. so this guy responds to my picture of a screenshot of other scammers with this. The best place to get one is Track Vin. I used it on the last vehicle I sold to show the buyer it was legit. Once you get it, shoot it over in an email to me, blah, blah, blah. And then the screenshot of the person you were talking to um, that is sounds eerily familiar or reads as eerily familiar. Yeah. Do you want me to read that too? Uh, nah, I'll just summarize it for these people. Something, something, something. I say, sure, give me a call. Hey, I'm not able to talk on the phone right now. Why can't you talk on the phone? So now I just send, I just started sending the scammer pictures of two Dasani bottles, one large, one small, a picture of my dad's hand showing me a product brochure from Johnson and Johnson. Hmm. I then showed it a picture of a bargain tool bin at a gas station that just says tool sale 99.99. Yeah. Then I showed it and then I showed him a piece of rusty frame. Mm. Then then a picture of my monitor as I looked on the Skyrim fandom page trying to figure out how to mix potions, right? Then I sent him a picture of a rusty a rusty Dodge uh a Dodge Ram, then a picture of a Chevy 350 engine, then a then a picture of Dang coconut chips. Mm. The company's called Dang. Actually, oh, yeah, it was really I've, good. Yeah, I've had those before. Those are good. Yeah. So after all these pictures, the scammer says this to me. Sorry to bug you. Are you still here though? So now I'm game on with this guy, and I say. Ham sandwiches. Will you give me ham sandwich? Once I see it's in good condition, we'll schedule a time to test drive. Help. I'm trying to ham sandwich. Will? Help. Oh, wait, no. I've had my eye on the Suzuki for a while. Heart emoji. I had my eye on ham sandwich 
for a while, but did ham but sandwich could have its eye on you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends. So where did chicken sumwich come from or chicken somwich? Uh chicken sumwich I have yet to use mm. is gonna be on next. But, but it's coming. Like the, this podcast was supposed to just be called Ham Sandwich. Yeah. But uh I forgot to turn tell the MacBook to listen to the USB audio codec so you can hear the mixer. So that's what when I've been doing. And that text you heard my phone go was from the guy I showed my a real person who I showed my motorcycle to this morning before our film shoot. And uh, and he says, hello, I would be able to do it tomorrow morning at any time before 11 and all Saturday if those times work for you. Uh, I think we're going to have to do Saturday because I don't think the notary opens until 1030 and that might be cutting it close for you to get to work. I think we're going to have to do Saturday because I don't think the notary opens at 2.30. I just got home. Of course, now, right, you're watching this podcast and... I'm literally, I'm literally, this is, this is like Fitz dog radio <laughs> where like anytime, like if you listen to Fitz dog, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast, like anytime a phone rings, you have to answer on, on the air. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have that conversation. It's like higher on the air. Um, I have report from book of John, uncle John mm -hmm. bathroom reader. It's this weird book of esoteric facts that, you know, it's in readable chunks based on how long you're going to be sitting on the can. And so a lot of them, they cover a lot of automotive stories, some of which I've already known about and others that are entirely new to me. Like this one, for instance, there was this guy, okay, David Shepard is a biology professor at Southeastern Louisiana University. And he decided to do a study about human behavior with regards to roadkill. And so he put rubber reptiles on or near roads and watched how 22,000 motorists reacted to them. His conclusion is that there are apparently very few animals hit accidentally on the highway. Basically what he did was he, uh, essentially put fake snakes and turtles in places where drivers would hit them if they kept driving straight. And then they also put some of them where they were kind of like off to the side out of the way so that the drivers had to essentially go out of their way to hit these animals. Mm. Um, and Shepard's comment was essentially that we found that while 87% of drivers tried to avoid the animals, 6% actually did go out of their way to hit them with snakes getting squashed twice as often as turtles. And that's not the weird part. What's weird is when it gets weirdly. Um, where did did they say where they put them on the road? Um, this was in Louisiana. Uh, I mean, Southeast. like where did they put it? Where tires would normally be? Did they put it on the hard shoulder? Did they put it in the dead center of the road? Uh, it doesn't say specifically. Mm. Um, but there are some instances in which these drivers prove to be rather bloodthirsty. Um somewhere okay so for one there was this truck driver who crossed the center line and went into the opposite lane of traffic and drove onto the shoulder of the road specifically to run over a turtle like that they'd planted there um another was a housewife who saw what she thought was a snake on the road and swerved to kill it then turned around to run it over five more times 
And then lastly, a policeman crushed a snake with his tires, then stopped and pulled his gun. Um, the doctor then quickly jumped from the bushes and explained that it was all fake. But it seemed like he was kind of taking his life into his own hands there. Right, like running out of cop, <laughs> waving your arms. That's a great idea. Yeah, wonderful idea. So his conclusion for the report was some people just have a mean streak towards animals. And then there's another bonus, like little factoid. More Americans are arrested for drunk driving than for any other crime. That sounds like a great thing to do with like a, just set up a camera. You put it on the hard shoulder and see how many people swerve. And you have like, like put it there beyond the rumble strips and yeah. see how people go over there to aim for it. Yeah. I mean, it's a very small sample size considering the amount of drivers on the road and the amount. But it, I don't know. I think people would feel differently if it were like a soft furry little creature rather than like a reptile or like a turtle or something. But even then, you know, it's kind of like, why are you going out of your way to kill something other than that? Like you need to feel powerful in some way and flies really aren't getting the jimmies all up and, and at attention anymore. The flies mm -hmm. isn't killing flies. Mm -hmm. Fly snails. I'm going to do a bit of Greg Fitzsimmons and leave a message on uh, the notaries because this is Pennsylvania. This is a notary state. You have to make an appointment to go to a notary to transfer a title. Hi, my name is Brian. I'd like to schedule in an appointment tomorrow to uh, transfer a title, please. This is exciting radio, isn't it? I mean, hopefully you don't have to leave your number. If I do, I'll just mute us hmm. with the mute buttons over here. Love is in the air. Where I look around. I thought they were closed, like they're open still. Hmm. But the guy works like first shift so tomorrow. So even though like the place opens at nine, like I don't want to get up that early. <laughs> so... We'll just transfer the title on Saturday. You're jealous of my mastered adult voice? You mean like, hi, my name is Madman. It's the I'm getting what I want when I'm on the phone. <laughs> Adulthood means fine. Did I get dropped? No, I'm still here. Oh, weird that they don't have music, but also good that they don't have music. Yeah. Normally, when I go into Deer, uh, Deer Lake Auto, they have uh, they just they have nice neutral television. They just play like the Home and Garden Network. Oh, in the very nice. Room of the this. for those people watching, this is just a, a tiny little Subaru specialty shop. That's also a notary. Yeah, and that's where I bought my car. So the owner's like really nice. Yeah, I wish I could master a telephone voice. Mine. You know, that adult voice that just says, I find comfort in paperwork. Mm. That Hank Hill voice that no one can do. Well, I mean, except for Mike Judge. True. Man, I love Tales from the Tour Bus. Mm. It's a great thing. So, hi, Mary Lou. Hi, Mary Lou. This is uh, Brian Ryder. I'd like to make an appointment to transfer a title on Saturday if possible. Okay. So hold on a second, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. 
All right. Well, okay. I'm on hold so they can't hear us. So you notice how I smiled when I do this again, that's me, you know, like when me, like, like I'm calling the airlines, there's a lot of this and I've never really gotten a no. So, um, oh, you guys can hear Mary Lou on the other line. Like this mic is picking it up, even though I have it in my ear, unless Cameron is saying like she doesn't. Oh, other people are said. Okay, how is 11? 11 works, and I'm going to pencil your name in again. I'm sorry, but with that. Uh, first name, Brian, B-R-I-A-N. And I'm I'm the title owner. I'll be transferring it to a uh, new owner. Okay. Right. So then I will figure on seeing you on Saturday the 26th mm -hmm. around 11 o'clock. And if anything changes, just give me a call. Okay? okay, thank you. Do you need me to bring the vehicle? It's a motorcycle. Uh, no, it's a Pennsylvania title, Correct. Correct. Yes, it is. That's just me. Just your name, okay. Then that's just your driver's license and the title, and then the person that's buying it. If they, if they're, do you know if they're planning on putting a plate on it? I will find that out. Because if so, I need if they're not transferring a plate from another motorcycle and they need a plate, then I would need the, I would need the insurance to give that plate. Only because it doesn't get covered under most people's car and truck insurance. Usually it's okay. Okay. And if that's the case, then he could call me and he could either go online to our website, but he could have his insurance card faxed if he's not going to go to the agent and but wants to put a plate on it that day. Okay. So, okay. If he has any questions, just tell him to call me, Brian. Okay. In the event he needs a new plate, I'll cover it for him. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Like if, if he was just buying your car, he could use his, you know, his policy from his Chevy or mm -hmm. whatever. But on a motorcycle, if it's a new plate and he's not transferring one from another, so he's transferring one from another, he already has a motorcycle policy. Yeah. He does currently have a motorcycle. I don't know if he's getting another plate or if if he has, if he already has one and is going to be using it, what does he need again? Okay. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for clearing that up. You're welcome. And I'll see you on Saturday, Brian. See you on Saturday. Thanks again. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Riveting podcasts. Oh, yeah. Top. But you understand, you see, it's a little bit weird in Pennsylvania because when you transfer a motor vehicle, you don't go to a DMV. You go to a private individual who is a notary public. And in this case, it's a, it's a small used car dealership. Some people like open offices and that's all they do is it's like auto tags because that's what you have, have to do. And in this case, during the Rona, and this, well, I always call Deer Lake Auto ahead of time anyway. It's nice for them to know what their day is going to be rather than having somebody walk into their little their little uh, office and say, I need Tyler to give me the bike with the Zoom Zoom. Yeah. 
So uh, Boris TLS Colorado says you miss Mary Lou. Eh. Uh, Andrew Humphrey says we have secretary of state in Minnesota. Uh, buying a house is, is even weird. No lawyer is just a title office. Is a notary thing a better system? I don't know. Someone's making money off of it because it's like a hundred bucks or something like to transfer a title. Um, I, I like after this, I got a call and find out. I already half forgot what he needs. He told me that I think he had two bikes. I think he had, uh, he met me on a Honda Rebel 250, the, the bike everybody learns on. He had a Honda 500, uh, Honda, he had a Ninja 500 that was wrecked. And I don't know what he did with that plate. If he has that plate, he can use it, but he needs something to go with that plate. And I forget what it is. So this guy may not be able to do that. And he may have to get a new plate tomorrow uh, on Saturday, which Mary Lou does have Pennsylvania State motorcycle plates. In that case, I will cover that for him. I mean, the kid, kid, well, I'm, I'm going to be 40 next year so. People are kids now. Um, I don't, if, if he goes, oh man, I got to buy a plate. I'm like, relax. I will, I will cover this bit for you. You know, the $50 or whatever it is for another yeah. plate. Um, so if he's just transferring it from one bike to another, he needs proof of insurance. So he needs proof of insurance that it's that plate is now registered to the new bike. Speaking of motorcycles, you can hear a crotch rocket going up with a dumbass like two brothers exhaust on it. <laughs> so uh, 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 Mary Lou would be happy to hear that, Neil. Mary Lou is in her 60s. Wow, she sounded incredibly young. Maybe 50s. Oh, all right. Well, still. But still. She sounded like early 30s at most. Uh, she, age, she, she ages like Dolly Parton. Oh, very nice. In that. You meet her, you're like, and then you see, like, you know, that, that I'm sure she was, I'm sure she was a very attractive young woman and still is like dignified today. Mm. Not like Madam Dignified. Like, you know, you see the tops of the hands. That's the show. It's yeah. like that thing where you see John Travolta's face and his hands up. His face is all worked. Yeah. You know, with that. And then you see the top of the hand. Yeah. The it's towel. all, yeah. All the skin's gone. You can see the veins. You can see the bones and all that stuff. Yeah, you can have a poker face, but like, yeah, you can't have poker hands. Well, in the literal sense, you can have yeah. poker hands, but that's another thing that takes you out of the Irishman. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's yeah, beating the guy, have. yeah, we talked about when he was beating the guy on the side of the in the grocery store, and yeah. he's just like putting the boots to him, but he's putting the boots to him like an old man. Yeah, because you know, obviously, he doesn't have the, the well. This wouldn't have been a problem if Scorsese didn't want to have like the entire thing in one shot. He could yeah. have just put like a double in there or a far away shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't need to see Robert De Niro struggling to kick a guy while Did he's you, down. And I, I was watching clips last night and I saw the bit where he throws the guns into like the lake or something like that. There was one where it was nice. Like there's a part in a skookle that everybody uses and it was just like, eh, like that. Yeah. But then there was another bit where he has to throw it far, but he throws it like an old man. He can't do the over the shoulder base baseball pitch. Yeah. He, he threw it with his elbow down at his hip. It's the 
like you're rotating your body to get extra leverage. And it was just like, eh. yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's, <clears throat> it's like an old man swatting a dish off tail. I don't want soup. It's like a six-term mayor uh, getting to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. Oh, it's boy. just kind of like, oh, there it happened. I was reading. It's weird. Like while you were on the phone, I was reading about the Stutz Bearcat, the um car from from the, Mr. Mr. Burns. Like that was referenced in The Simpsons. Mr. Yeah, Burns drives it's, one. it's like technically considered the grandfather of the American muscle car because it was built for speed and with clutches oh. so stiff that women couldn't operate them. Oh, really? Like it was specifically designed to be woman proof because that's just the era it was. Oh, that's um, nasty. And then it ended up uh, going, you know, the first muscle car. Everybody wants to keep going back in time saying the first muscle car. Yeah. It's I'm like sticking with Pontiac GTO. It's like an old wrestling thing of like, who was the first person to come out with music? And everyone claims they were the first person to come out with music. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. I don't think that's how any of it works. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was apparently it set a transcontinental record by uh, driving from San Diego to New York in less than 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the wampa dampa times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Getting the super chats. About 30, 37 minutes. Good enough for uh, Caesar something. Uh, thank you for the donation. I bought my RAV4 at Conkleman Chevrolet. Mike cuts off. Thank yes. you. Mm -hmm. Chris uh, Stockslager, the mispronunciation. I am the mispronunciation uh, intercontinental champion. Yes. Advice regarding potentially buying a classic wheel from out of state. With COVID flying out of state, just a test drive a car seems insane. You are correct. But so does buying it sight unseen. That is correct. The answer of buying a car sight unseen is how much money are you comfortable throwing in a campfire? Hmm. How much money could you throw in a campfire and not feel it? Hmm. $50? $2,000. Because that's what you're doing when you're buying a car sight unseen. This may be worth scrap which means 350 bucks. I don't recommend either of those things. Cars will always be there. Um, if you're buying like a Miata, there's everything, if it's a... The only car, I, the only kind of cars I could recommend buying sight unseen would be anything being, and in another state, unless you're already in Virginia, would be buying something from Japanese classics over the internet because their reputation is so good. And so there's so many pictures, you can get an idea what you're buying if you're buying something from Japanese classics. Um, that is the only company that I would buy something sight unseen from hmm. um, because their reputation is so good. And um, everybody I've talked to, including Tim Strickler, who went down there says they walk you through every bit of that car and show you everything that's wrong. Yeah. And then before you finally, I think you have one last chance to back out of it. Maybe who knows? And they're always moving product. So hmm. that in itself, and no one really complains. The, the people who complain about Japanese classics says they cost too much. There's a reason 
there, there's an extra bit of service on top of that. And you know, you're not buying junk. Yeah. You're essentially paying for honesty. Yeah. <laughs> the, an extra premium for honesty. Mike Tate doesn't have a question, but thank you for the donation. Boris T.S. Karlov, uh, familiar face, says, my RAV4 also came from Kunkelman Chevrolet. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of Kunkelman Chevrolets, hopefully little license plate frames everywhere. Yeah. Um, and we still have to tweet out where that is. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I put out a tweet, but I want to do a more detailed one later once the other uh, stuff goes live. Because I had a bunch of, uh, uh, not Conkleman Chevrolet, well, Conkleman Chevrolet, but uh, Rinaldi and Klein shirts um, that were just, it's just Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E um, dot com. And then you just look up regular cars. And right now we have a Conkleman Chevrolet hat a trucker uh, trucker hat, uh, Kunkelman Chevrolet sticker, um, magnet, keychain, uh, license plate frame, um, but only the red one. I'm waiting for the one in black that looks more. Um, basically, the designs are incredibly like low effort on purpose because this is supposed to pass for your local Chevy dealership. Like the whole point of this merchandise, like there's no RCR logo on it anywhere, which, you know, I suppose is bad branding, but it, that's not the point. The point yeah. is to trick people, people into, into thinking, thinking this, this is a real, real place. Real yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, if you, Rinaldi and Klein shirt, when they're talking about like filling a hole of like what goes in the hole is up to you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just maybe someone does a double take and then ask you about the shirt and then you yeah. mention the show and then that's promotion. But even then, if it's not, it's still something, you know, mildly humorous that you could get. It's like Rinaldi and Klein servicing all five boroughs. It's just like, you know, it's the authentic New York excavation. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. uh, New York style excavation. <laughs> uh, the Polak, uh, and that's his name, says, okay, I'll pay you. Okay, because I was saying pay me my money down. Are you ever coming to Vermont? I'd love to come to Vermont and New England. I'd also like to ski there. Uh, um, also I do own a Samsung, but how do you know my name? I guess his name is also Nick. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So us traveling out of state, we got to see how this plays out. Honestly, yeah. the only place I've been legitimately, uh, you know, we can go into the tri-state area, which is New Jersey, yeah. Maryland, and, uh, well, we did Southern New York State and also Ohio. That's about as far as you can get reasonably in a day. Yeah. Is as far as we're in a car is, is where we're going. I'd love to do air travel, but it's not going to be elegant like it was. And it's not the air travel that bugs me. It's everybody else. Can you keep it together? Yeah. Tony was telling me a, a story that one of his passengers got into a first class seat and refused to leave. Ugh. and they were in the back and then eventually the ticket agent came in and said guess what this plane isn't moving so you leave yeah and you're gonna make everybody else late or something like that mm. so and then they moved you know it, it's it this is testing people in the most vanilla way yeah this is the most mildest inconvenience the country has had and maybe since the like what was the big well okay 9-11 but uh like continuing threat, let's say Cuban Missile Crisis, 1961. But even then, that was only like a few days, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, my U.S. history is garbage. Yeah, but true. Maybe okay. that's part of the problem. 
But well, okay. Uh, uh, most of the '60s uh, threat of nuclear war. Yeah, yeah, or like you know, having to do the under the desk drills. Yeah, or that type of thing. Or you know, we it, weren't around then, so what was that really like? And did people complain about doing that? I don't think they did. I don't know. Yeah, I, people have been mildly inconvenienced, and in well, we don't want to. I have heard podcast talks about this. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, and. JC1230 says, would you buy a Japanese cruiser bike or would a Japanese cruiser bike be a safe first bike? Well, now we have to define Japanese cruiser bike and engine displacement and seat height. Uh, I really want something that can go on the freeway since south the southwest is so spread out. Okay. Um, you uh Honda Shadow 500 to Honda Shadow 750 I think you can get away they're pretty mildly tuned that would be my answer don't go don't go 1100 don't go 1200 that's big boy um that could get away from you and it's also very heavy your first bike should be something you can pick up off the ground when you drop it because you will stats aren't in your favor maybe you'll be that guy who never drops a bike I wasn't even the bike I'm trying to sell right now to that guy I still dropped Zero speed drop right in the driveway. Um, that's, yeah, so Japanese cruiser bike can be fine. If we're talking Honda Shadow 500 to Honda Shadow, maybe 750. Um, that that would be my top, top displacement for you. And cruisers aren't too bad. They're, yeah, they're, you'll be able to put your feet on the ground. Adrian Cruz doesn't, and good question, by the way. Adrian Cruz doesn't have a question, but thank you, 199. Thank you so much. Difference to Dusk, as a familiar face, said, I was binging the Bikes and Beards channel. Yeah, they're down in uh, Lancaster. Saw you commented on one of their videos. Would you all work together on something or just have them on the pod? Uh, we could work together uh, with them. Uh, you notice there was a pause right there. Um Awkward silence. I do like that channel a whole lot. It is important that people of different political and social opinions still have a dialogue with each other. And that is what I would like to have with the owner of that YouTube channel. Um, I have yet to meet the guy, so it is wrong to me, wrong for me to make any sort of assumptions in the same way that anybody who watches RCR thinks that I am a pervert <laughs> based on what I talk about. So that is totally fair. Um, the image of Mr. Regular is very different than like, Mr. Regular was a character is different than Brian, the guy you're talking to here. And perhaps the image of, of whatever he calls himself on the show is different than the real person. So that's all I have to go. All I have to go on is the persona that he displays on the internet. And after, cause I've met, you know, you know, people are very, some people are exactly the same as they are on camera. And some people are very different than who they are on camera. So, um, I will have to have, I just have to have lunch with the guy to just find out um, who's the real Slim Shady. That's hmm. all. Um, but that is a very, very good question. It made me think. 
um, because I was quick to stereotype the guy and that is, that's wrong. Um, anyway, race cars and that, uh, says the RCR diary about astronaut looking, excuse me, the RCR diary about an astronaut looking man exploring your Mount Voluptuous. Voluptuous? About, uh, about your uh, Mount Voluptuous was beautiful. Oh, that's it. No, oh, yeah. wait. No, Mount Vesuvius. Did I say Did I say it? Oh, the RCR diary about an astronaut looking man exploring your Mount Vesuvius was beautifully handled. I loved it. Uh, thank you so much for the kind words. Um, that was a diary that I is one of my favorite things that I'd written. And um, also, you might want to refresh and answer a question relevant to the one you just answered. Um, just to skip ahead, uh, even though it's necessary. Um, oh, but, do I need to skip ahead? Yeah. Um, real quick, just to me. Is on. it the same guy? No. Um, it's well, I don't know. Is it me? Um, um, well, I think you got to um, refresh. I'm still going up. Okay. Um, but basically that was a, uh, kind of, um, how's your tummy Roman? Is that it? No. Here, here, I'll just pull it up here. Okay. It is me $5. How can you have a dialogue with someone who wants you or everyone in your minority dead or second class? And again, that's like, we don't know that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how do you really know? what a person is really like versus what they present. And yeah, I mean, I know that it's a very touchy situation to say, let's give people the benefit of the doubt because yeah. benefit of the doubt um, is this thing that is a privilege of sorts that is accrued by the amount of goodwill that you gain from the actions that you take and things that you say. And I try to live my life in a way that accrues a certain amount of benefit of the doubt so that people who would, you know, sort of judge me or if I made a mistake or if they presume that I've made a mistake, that they would hope that I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way that mm -hmm. I'm get the benefit of the doubt that like, I'm not a lousy person. Um, but again, it's something where, again, you know, you can't, you can't make blanket statements about people, um, just because of, you know, certain things that they believe again, you can sort of, okay. You can't make blanket statements, but you should be able to, analyze critically through a, a preferably through a dialogue with the person in question um the positions they hold uh maybe why they hold them and to what extent there is um validity about um what it is they feel well i shouldn't say validity because everybody has certain reasons for believing what they believe but um you know ultimately it's not for us to say that people are, you know, oh, screw them or whatever, yeah. because we don't know if that's really who they are. Now, you know, I have my own beliefs and, uh, you know, Brian has his, we're still human beings, right. but ultimately, uh, this is why we just sort of like, don't talk about this sort of thing mm -hmm. because it's not worth getting heated. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that either because again, like these, a lot of these things are about uh, situations affecting the world today Correct. that people should get heated about, but 
that's not why you come here. No. <laughs> this is not what we do for you guys in the sense that we're trying to be your escape. Now call that irresponsible and say like, Hey, you, you guys should, you know, use your platform in a more um, active way. But like, again, it's a platform that we wouldn't have otherwise. Right. We're here to entertain you. And sometimes we'll succeed. Sometimes we'll fail. But first and foremost, we want to entertain you and keep you uh, from sort of give you a nice sense of levity. Yeah. yeah. Just add a little bit of levity mm. to like a world that has not well to a, maybe a day, a Monday that has none of it. So yeah, we're just going to focus on that and just not really think about um, or not interface with the other things while you're giving us your time. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Imperator Zor says the U.S. is focused too much on single family housing. Low density is inefficient, unwalkable. Can you fit an apartment tower with dozens of 100 square meter flats on the same per, uh, footprint as six lots for 100 meters square? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Wait, I don't know anything about zoning. A single family. What? U.S. is focused too much on single-family housing. Low density is inefficient, unworkable. Uh, you can fit an apartment tower with dozens of hundred um, and two meter square flats on some from in blah blah blah. Okay, That's so, a true statement. That is. Um, my my response to that would be is um, funnily enough, my favorite show on television that is currently airing um, is a little British show by the name of Call the Midwife, which airs on the BBC, uh, but I wait till it shows up on Netflix because it comes in the fall and it goes, it pairs nicely with that crisp autumn mm. air. They recently did an episode about this where everyone was sort of up in arms about the fact that like they're tearing down uh, places in this. It takes place in the 1960s. It has to do with midwives and whatnot, um, but that they're tearing down all these historic buildings in the neighborhood to put up high rises and all these little these sort of like vertically aligned living quarters and how it's kind of a window into what certain um low income areas would start to look like deeper into the 20th century and uh as i'm saying this i realize it's very Grandpa Simpson because it's uh, not going anywhere and I don't have a way out of this story. So much like the question that was asked, this is also a true statement that I have. I mean, I don't know. But thank you so much for the question yeah. and um, for the donation. I mean, uh, don't I mean would to, pay yeah. to hear an entire story. Uh, the train to Shelbyville. <laughs> mm -hmm. To Morgantown which is what they call just to fall asleep to. Yeah. Even if it's only 30 minutes, when, someone write that. When I was a teenager, I used to fall asleep to um, the CD songs in the key of Springfield. And I would just put it on the CD changer with the final fantasy seven soundtrack. And um, I don't know the soundtrack to Godzilla 1998. Like it's weird. I like soundtracks. Oh, and uh, Harvey danger, where have all the merrymakers gone uh, and yeah. stunt bare naked ladies. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, all the classics, but uh, it's just great hearing all those like Simpsons bits because in between the songs, they they'll have like some of the bits in there too. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's great. Will Downs uh, said, I got to ride in a straight piped 2003 Volkswagen GT the other night. Man, was that was sweet. That sounds like a horrible experience. 
what they just chopped the exhaust off of a Volkswagen and it went all day long. Did it do anything else? The only reason you straight pipe something is if it's a race car. Yeah. And even race cars sometimes need mufflers because there are decibel limits on race on some racetracks. Straight pipes are only for really drag racing where the engine is going to be operating solely at the highest RPM where straight pipes actually do something. Otherwise, if you're just daily driving something around town with straight pipes, you're getting less power. Mm. Straight pipes, not the YouTube channel, the, the idea of that was sweet. It was sweet making noise, wasn't it, Will Downs? <laughs> Thank you for the donation. Nothing like noise. Jonathan Cannon doesn't have a question, but thank you for the donation. Boris T.S. Karloff says, the new Kunkelman Chevrolet commercial gave me Big Bill Hell vibes. Yes, that was the point. Yeah. It was our homage to that. Um, we'd love to tell you to go to hell and fuck your wife, but, you know, yeah, 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 main yeah, channel, yeah, yeah. you can't really. Well, we, I had to bleep myself out. Yeah. Shit in your cargo shorts. <laughs> Also, shout out to uh, the Cooper Tom, who was our voice actor for that. The Not USS sure Kinkerton. The USS Kinkerton. I just thought about that. Because <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. I had heard the bit when you were like working on it when I was up there recording. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I didn't know the visual of it. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I got to be as pleasantly surprised as everybody else. So mm -hmm. that was great. All those old free to use footage from like yeah. the 1920s. <laughs> All our sales associates do cocaine. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I, uh, Jack Lay says, I just got a Kunkelman, uh, Kunkelman sticker for my trailblazer. It's about hey. 200,000 miles and I've, and I got to somehow get it across the country. So hopefully it makes it. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's an older trailblazer, like early two thousands or maybe late nineties. So yeah. Watch that heater go bundle up because there's no way you're taking that dash apart to get to the heater core. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Nick. Albo. Hello, Nick. Uh, Nick says, fat 90s whips you haven't reviewed yet. Or favorite 90s whips you haven't reviewed yet. And there's a lot of 90s stuff to get th through. And now the stuff from other countries are coming in. Hence the car we filmed today that yes. you'll see probably in a month or so. Uh, stuff I want to review. Uh, Nissan PAO. P-A-O. There was one at the Nashville Museum. Huh. It's like when Nissan, it, it's like PT Cruiser a decade before the, the new retro. That's bizarre. Tiny K car. I think we sat in one. It's it's very yeah. mini-esque. Mm. Um, Nissan PAO. Driving with your knees. Yeah, yeah. Big steering wheel, tiny car. So yeah, Nissan POW is definitely one. Uh, Brett Stevens says, with $15.69, nice, I met Mr. Regular when he was in Scranton for jury duty a few years back at a restaurant I was working at. Oh, okay, so I know the trial. I didn't get selected, went through a few. I was up there for two different days for jury selection, so I can't remember if I met you, the if it was in the hotel or if I had dinner somewhere else. I know I ate at the hotel well, I ate it one night. Yeah, it, it was probably the first night. So were you working at a restaurant at the hotel or did I go around the corner? Yeah. Did that diary ever make it to the internet? No, it didn't. Um, because that trial was very 
sobering. Mm. And I don't think anything I could add to it would make it exciting. Um, it was kind of fun being in like the jury pool and looking at other people, but I never published any of that because like I was going to publish it, but then they said what the trial was long and short of it. It was a murder trial. Yeah. And that's never, and it's, and it's like, okay, murder, but what kind of, and then you find out what kind and families and everything like, Oh boy, this is, this is just a colossal downer. So yeah, this benefits nobody to publish this. Because even if it, there there was humorous moments in the in the jury room, um, the g gigantic thundercloud bummer that hung over everything just didn't make it funny. I I'm not even uh, oh Stephen, the guy who does black humor really good did uh, the World's End and Hot Fuzz and. Oh, Edgar Wright? Yeah, Edgar Wright. Wait, they edited it? Like, who's that actor who's in all of them? He oh, Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg. Hmm. Simon Pegg can do good black comedy. Yeah. Uh, I would need him to make this funny. So. I mean. Yeah. Uh, good question. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick. That guy asks, hey, does Redbubble RCR page actually benefit the show? Yes, yes it, it does. does. Uh, that is officially run by us. Um, but it's like our merch is spread out across various different platforms because various different platforms allow us to make different kinds of merch. So Moto Loot for the key tags. I forget who for the bucket hats. Um, uh, Moto Loot did oh, the bucket hat special order for us. Yeah. Um, so they were good to us. I'm going to get a bucket of food. Feel free to look at my laptop. Or go for it. Questions um and then um yeah i don't know uh go to zazzle for kunkelman chevrolet um uh, you know uh, the license plate frames and stickers and magnets and other things as i lose my hair doing other things and now all right so um colonel splendid five or five dollars thank you so much for the generous donation. The question is, love what you guys do. Just wondering if there is any possibility of future regular plane reviews. Those are some of my favorites. Well, today we actually got to see Greg International, um, uh, our another one of our pilot buddies. Also the subject for today, uh, the, the driver, he's a pilot as well. And so it's this, you know, conflagration of airline pilots who you know got to talk about their profession and there's something weird about just sitting I, I'm, I'm sure they thought I was probably bored to tears but I like standing there listening to people talk about things I know nothing about but talk about it in very insidery terms so that you know that they're kind of you know bonding over something that they both understand it's like oh we're friends um as far as planes go, it all depends on what we can get our hands on because we have had offers, but it's a logistical thing. You know, um, Brian can probably talk better about it than I could, but ultimately, um, you know, planes will happen when they happen and hopefully they'll happen at some point soon. So rock and roll. Planes. I like pilots because they have a mental maturity that I never will. Everything's just sort of good in their world. They have a handle. They don't get frazzled by anything. And the ones who do crash. 
So it's a self-selecting pool. I like to hang out with people who are very, very different from me. Hmm. Uh, often I want to hang out with people who are better than me. But that means that other people have to like hang out with someone who's worse. Well, you're only as bad as your mind lets you think you are. Hmm. You know, it's like... I can see that. Yeah, a lot of the time... Um, the things that you see in other people are just things that already exist in you that you haven't seen yet. Mm. Hmm. I guess it's hard to see it from the eye of the hurricane. Mm. Jason Hawkins says, Keenison versus classical economics discuss. Nah, just joking. Just want to pay you guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. Is that Australian or is that Austrian? AUD. Don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure someone Audition in the comments. <laughs> Murray, Mac and Jack and Jack and Jack and Jack and Jack and Sock. AMD was a good option for stocks. It shot up from $50 to $75 per share in a month. That's a good jump. They were at 16 this time last year. Damn. That's the bravery to have to take a chance sometimes on a stock when it looks like it's going nowhere. Yeah. Before it bounces back up. That's why most of the stock market is just algorithms. It's just yeah. computers buying and selling with each other and just watching like this gigantic thing of percentages. Yeah, it's not even like you need to um, be good at math no. at all. It's like you're playing numbers, but I mean, I guess, you know, it's a little safer than the pencil. But, um, and I'm anticipating that we're like, two weeks away even though it's will be pre-halloween for them to get into this holiday season yeah. um but it's it only works coming through a crappy speaker and in a, in a uh in like a crt tv with the with the tint and contrast a little bit messed up yeah, yeah. i mean like the thing is that like the 12 days of christmas is already annoying fucking song oh yeah. and then they're gonna put this and match it to all the games that you can play in the pennsylvania lottery five and it's always five cash fives they've remade the commercial like a number of times with different games and like four b fours three yeah i know and that's the one that we remember but now it's like three something else mm. and two but it's always five cash fives and they know because if they ever get rid of cash five mm. they're gonna have to rewrite the song and mm. there goes all the cultural cachet that you get from being from the tri-state area yeah so mm -hmm. you know keep it that way eric obenziner there's a bond villain <laughs> obenziner he's obenzinger doesn't have a question just has a bouncing little vegetable man with a i think a sailor's hat or a boo bird on top thank you for that that's delightful if there's subtext to it I hope there isn't. <laughs> Hootie who? Kunkelman Chevrolet, please teach me some high-level kinks. High-level kinks. It's, it, it, I don't think a kink is high-level. You have to say, like, naked ladies are your, is your kink or um, polite conversation or yeah. grammarly cor gr grammatically correct conversation is your kink. Yeah. Um, a quiet evening with a mature partner, a quiet evening with a person, a quiet evening with someone who is also financially independent. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that is a high level kink. Mm. 
a quiet evening with two homeowners, like and like not mortgage, they own their house. Mm. And we're not talking row home either. And here I am feeling silly for just liking freckles. Yeah. <laughs> not Ben 101 says work from home allows me to fart freely. Please continue to do that. Yeah. Man, I remember, I may have told the story before. One of the things that sucked about teaching was sucking in all my farts for like 45 minutes. That can't be healthy. No. I mean, I, I always figured like part of the things that would give me hemorrhoids was when I really had to like take a dump and I wouldn't. Oh, and I just hold it for like ever. I would just use my prep period to shit like a long, yeah. long poop in the faculty bathroom. Well, this was a great thing about Uncle John's bathroom reader because mm -hmm. you it's split up into different lengths based on how long you're going to take a dump. So I could be the speed shitting champion of, you know, the valley, but sometimes you really want to sit there. You want to like take it in because, you know, uh, who, what company is it? Charmin that says enjoy the go. Mm. It's basically I enjoy the go. It's something that pleases me, mm. not in that kind of way, but no judgment if it does. But yeah, it's something that I like doing because for me, that's that's my solitude. Mm -hmm. Like I get time to myself. I get out my book, my magazine, my phone, whatever. And, you know, just forget about the outside world for these yeah. this Wait, hour no and a quizzes, half. There's no math homework. There's no hierarchy. There is only the stall where life does exactly what the small room says it is. Everything stalls. Um, Colin Benton from the regular chat asks, are you really selling your Suzuki, Mr. Regular? Yep. Sure is. Yep. I, it, there comes a point when you have a motorcycle where you're no longer riding it, you're taking it for a walk. When, when, owning, when riding a motorcycle becomes your grim duty because, well, it's a nice day, I guess I better ride. When really what you want to do is close the blinds and jack off. <laughs> but instead, got to ride the motorcycle. That's the time. <laughs> the time The time for selling a motorcycle is when you rather jack off than ride. <laughs> then it's like you're on your way out with this particular bike. There will be more motorcycles in my future, but I don't feel I, I like motorcycles. I will continue. I'll keep all my gear. I'm not giving away my helmet no. or gear or gloves or anything like that. But I don't feel like owning a motorcycle right now. Yeah. I feel like getting another RCR fun project car is what I feel like doing. So I will do that. Um, but that'll be a long other project. Cameron, again, hello, Cameron. Here is a fiver to start a competitor to Kunkelman or radio station for DJ Double Lunch, Double Fist is Chonkin' Sandwiches. What's Redner's Market like? Well, Redner's Market is your friendly socialist. Uh, uh, um, and I say that in jest because they just say, we're employee owned. So that's it's, I guess it means it's probably a franchise or something like that. Um, it's a fancy way of saying that. But uh, Redner's Market is just, it's a grocery store. Yeah. It's not particularly a high-end one. It's not giant, and it's certainly not a Wegmans. But they're slowly trying to uh, change things. Oh, are they? Yeah. They, um, basically, the one near uh, my mom's like town mm -hmm. is uh, it's now Redner's like, organic market. 
Like they're trying to move in on Whole Foods territory. So they took out warehouse market and just said it's organic market? Or does it still say warehouse I, market? I forget if warehouse market is still on the sign, but like it's a completely different sign. And then you walk in, there's a completely different space, like way the hell over. That's just like all like fresh fruits. and vegetables. I mean, they had that stuff before, but I mean, yeah. they're kind of making it more a part of their uh, identity. And then there's like also some weird, bizarre... Um, additional machines like a fresh juice machine that you can uh. use like to make fresh juice out of the fruits that you get there uh, a froyo machine uh. like for no reason like why is there a frozen yogurt machine here like i just uh. and then they made them so that you can buy booze at like all of them but the thing about uh redner's is that every single one of their and this is across all the redner's that i've seen that sell booze the booze area always smells like popcorn because they always have a big thing of popcorn that's constantly either making popcorn or yeah. it just has popcorn there, which almost makes me think it's like to placate the kids because you brought them into the alcohol aisle yeah. where you can only pay for where it here. Parents will, pay, will spend that time forever just looking at bottles and it doesn't make sense to your kids. Like, no, all these things are the same. They don't have fun labels on them. No. And they all go clink and you got stand here. Don't move. So here, here, here's some popcorn. Here's, yeah. Here's some carbs and fat. And then my, every time like mommy drinks this, she gets dumber. <laughs> like, or anytime daddy drinks this, he just like falls asleep. Daddy night, night beverage. <laughs> Can I have a sip? Ew. <laughs> so yeah, so Redner's Warehouse Market is kind like for the longest time was like the faceless. It's an grocery store. Yeah, that's it. Um, I went in there to buy large bulk items, but they're not really a Costco. They're just kind of a plain Jane grocery store. They're a, they're a tier above Aldi, although supposedly Aldi has really good produce. Aldi's kind of its own thing. This is like weird Pennsylvania stuff to break down your grocery stores. Well, I think Aldi is in more places than just here. Like, and there's also Little, which I think may or may not be related to Aldi. Mm. Um, because little, it's L-I-D-L. Parts of this country don't know what Aldi is. Aldi is a German grocery store that's really big over in Germany. And it's here on the East Coast, here and there. Yeah. I always thought it was just a normal thing. It was, oh, that's Aldi. You bag your own groceries. That's yeah. it. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, it's strange that you go into an Aldi's and it's like, very sparse yeah. like nothing like there are they have their aisles but it's like four aisles yeah and that's it yeah and you know it's but apparently it's brands it's, you've never heard of yeah it's it's or aldi brand they have their own brands <laughs> the whole idea with the store is that it only takes like four people to run that store hmm. so there's no butcher there's no anything bring your giant 7-eleven really hmm. um there's just get your food check out get out yeah. That's it. Oh, but they do let their, but they do let the people who work the cat because the the person who's at the cashier doesn't have to bag your groceries. They get a stool so they can sit down. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Oh, Steph Schrader in the chat. Hey, Steph Schrader. Steph. Hey, Steph. I liked your thing on the uh, the giant Gundam. The. Oh yeah. Fully uh, full that. sized. Mm. Mm, 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 uh. Darky Law. I think that's right. Says, just letting you know that on Saturday, Red Robin in Bartonsville, Pennsylvania is having a car show for Saturday. Just a heads up. It looks like Saturday I'll be transferring the title and getting rid of my Suzuki. But 
I do. I kind of miss car shows now. I think I may go to Carlisle for their auction, though. I'm not going to buy anything. Better not buy anything. But I, I, I haven't been to a Carlisle auction, and maybe that would be something, a nice social distancing. I can sit away from everybody else and just drink it in. Yeah. I mean, like if you uh, just go there and, you know, you're – you do your normal thing that you do, which is mm -hmm. like the people watching, the car watching. I've been, I miss people watching. Yeah. I mean, the only trouble that you would have is, you know, getting recognized. And then all of a sudden you have like, I don't know, a group congregating around you. But even yeah, then, I it's like. Wear it. You know what? If I would go there, I wouldn't wear a bucket hat. Yeah. And. Um, so wear a balaclava and just like well, <laughs> cover the whole face. Yeah. Eh, like but. Well, I would be wearing a face. They, they probably have to, they wouldn't, I don't know. It's weird. It's Carlisle. Carlisle Fairgrounds is like this little alco alcove of the South in Pennsylvania. Because mm. uh, I saw pictures when they had the car meets there. No one was masking up. But again, that's political now, so we're not going to touch that. Miat says, how's your tummy, Roman? Oh, um, doing quite nicely. Um, the post-procedure farts were... Well, I mean, I could trust them because I knew there was nothing in there, but also you're in a situation where, um, basically, uh, I had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy and I talk about it in the diary video that came out yesterday ish. And, um, so yeah, you can watch that if you really want to hear about it. Um, but long story short is, uh, it was never about the pain. There was no pain per se and beyond just like the regular discomfort of having eaten something bad it was the the blog that was weird um which i don't know why i'm so weird to say that i don't know why it's that i can't talk about that without feeling as though i'm bridging some kind of divide that mm -hmm. i'm not supposed to of just talking about blood like these are what the symptoms are and so, you know, when that happens, of course, you're going to be scared. You're going to be terrified. But also, I spent a lot of time hearing that this is what it is. And, you know, it, and sometimes it would happen like after really long drives. You know, when I'm talking like I went to when I drove up to Rochester that one time and mm. I – um I was basically symptomatic like the whole time I was there, mm. but also it's a thing where when you have, it's a paradoxical thing that when you have health anxiety, you look for reasons not to do anything about it. Mm. And you go on forms that try to explain rationally what it is that you have that isn't the worst case scenario. And then I had gotten to a point where this isn't sustainable mindset at all. And you need to like, cause I want to be here. You know, like I like being here, like alive, like no shit. It's, um, I don't want to die. And so it's something where, you know, you want to be able to just, uh, stick around as long as you can. Um, but hopefully a good quality of life. And, um, the, the long and short of it is I was very relieved to find that it was nothing sinister and it was what I was always told it was. And ultimately I, uh, you know, my tummy's fine. My anxiety, not so much, but I'm on medication for that. And, uh, I go to, I do telemedicine with my therapist and mm. it's, it's took me a while to find the right therapist. And that's going to be a trial and error for anybody. But I guarantee you that a lot of it is going to be trial and error anyway. You know, it's about finding someone who clicks with you and who, I mean, after a certain 
point you kind of get tired of uh, saying your entire life story every time. But, you know, eventually when you find that person who's right for you, it's worth it. So anyone who's experiencing kind of like the depression, the anxiety, um, I don't know. I would suggest therapy just because you might think it's like pointless and useless, but I guarantee that there is something to discover that's worth the adventure of discovery. And maybe you, um, maybe it won't work out. I can't guarantee or promise anything. I don't think anyone could. Um, the therapist isn't there to give you the answers to your problems. It's supposed to give you the strength to be able to um, handle these problems and decide the best course of action for yourself and not curl up into a ball of terror and mm. anxiety when these problems hit you. And so that's kind of what I've gotten out of it. But even before that, like just this, the experience of RCR has been kind of that for me. So, mm. um, yeah, it's been huge for me because I never thought like I would do half the things that I've done in my life. Mm. So thank you to all of you for that, because I would not be, I would be a shell of the man that I am mm. and I would like myself considerably less and my self-esteem would be whatever but um yeah i don't know uh yeah and don't let any oh lip balm don't let anyone ever shame you for uh seeking help there is no shame in it no matter what your problem is get help i guarantee you just do it um if it's within your ability go for it brent taylor says, my dad and I have a 1966 Pontiac GTO. The car is too boring, really. So I'm working on a five-cylinder with 70,000 or 0.7K. So that's either 70,000 or 7,000. Engine swap on a Porsche 914. Wish me luck. Good luck, Brendan Taylor. Thank you for telling me that. Um, surprisingly, a 66 GTO is boring, but um, I guess you need that. Porsche love. Uh, thank you, Brent. Thank you for the donation. Miat says, if it were safe to review a conspiracy theorist car, would you? I, that's a, I don't know. It depends on what the conspiracy theory is. An Aliens Wars, find. An InfoWars manifesto. So does that mean, uh, oh. What, like Alex Jones? Alex Jones's car? That uh, I, if Rogan were there to reel that guy in, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like we can't, we're not like how is this like the idea like this car was owned by this guy, therefore the essence of this individual wears off on the person. No, no, it's just a machine. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a. Uh, I don't even know that people would want to see that necessarily. You know, it's like. Yeah. Because at that point, you're just kind of punching down. Yeah. Like, do I have any interest? Like, this car was owned by somebody special. I mean, maybe if the car itself did something special, like some, like an Alex Roy coast-to-coast -coast car. This car did something. Yeah. No, this guy who did something bought groceries in this car. Oh, okay. So cool. the car is a revolutionary, too? Uh, you know, it's the, it's the revolution of Uncle Ben's rice. 
Oh, okay. technically, did you hear that it's not called Uncle Ben's Rice anymore? No, what it's is gonna it? be called Ben's like oh nuts, Ben's Natural or something. Okay. So it's fine. I mean, you know, it's rice. It's rice. It's this is oil not... in a bag, basic rice. Yeah, I understand. Ben's basic rice. There you go. I I understand the issues with it, but this is not the hill to die on. There yeah. are hills to hills die to on. Die on white enriched what <laughs> tongue twist we, yeah white enriched rice the stuff you really shouldn't be eating anyway yeah yeah um this guy matt kl just real quick because he's asked this a couple times in the live chat hey i noticed in a previous video you had a radio show at ku as a bloom university grad who had a radio show too i'm interested to know what type of show you had i had two shows and I, I covered for other people. My primary show is exactly what you're hearing now. It's a car talk show. Yeah. But I had to do it like Bill Burr because half the time I was by myself. So it was kind of like a stream of consciousness thing that I did in the middle of the day. Yeah. So if you went, if you, uh, went to uh, Kutztown University, uh, see, this was during grad school. So 2011, 2012. This was after Nick graduated. I was still there. And so you would hear me at like 2 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. <laughs> So maybe if you were in like the student union building or someplace where they played the radio, you'd hear that. Yeah. Me just ranting about cars for a while. I also had a ska show <laughs> from time to time because it's obvious where I just play ska music. And then occasionally like I would, I would be guests on other people's shows all the time. And then um, I think I covered like, a, I probably did one or two music shows. I remember I had a, they had this big gigantic Boy Scout jamboree thing going on, and we had to be DJs for that. Hmm. But we didn't have to be DJs so much as they just had like they converted like the lawn by Lytle Hall or something like that to this big campground. Yeah, and I think for music they just put up like a boombox and they tuned it to Kutztown University Radio and just played that. But the kids could come in and like request songs for each other, so they got a kick out of yeah, that. That's cute. Yeah. yeah, and I mean I think. Um, did you ever have Dr. Vogel on to talk about that book about trains? No, I heard about his book about cars, about this cross-country car, but not the trains. Oh, I could have sworn he did a book about trains. Oh, well, um, if anyone wants to hear uh, one of the episodes of the old KUR car show, just go to regular car reviews on SoundCloud. So soundcloud.com slash regular car reviews or however it is that they do that thing. Um, the episode is up there and has been for like maybe two years now. It's the one episode that I have saved. I don't mm -hmm. know why I have it. And um, so I don't know, had to clear it. And so it was cleared. So whatever, it went up there. And so, yeah, definitely check it out if that's something that would interest you. It's kind of a bizarre episode about a guy who tried to swindle um, gas money. Oh, that story. Yeah. yeah well, or that. we assumed it was a swindle because it was too many suspicious, like too many red flags of like, I'm this person is in this hospital and it's really an emergency, but also like, I don't know. Like it's strange. They yeah. just wanted the gas. They didn't want money. That was the weird thing. If yeah. it was just money, it'd be too obvious, but they just wanted fuel. Yeah. I don't know. Strange. Yeah. So strange I'm about that. This one, uh, Nick, if you know the tune, uh, join in. Uh, it's another PA radio thing. That tune you probably heard. Yeah. Cameron yeah. says, uh, one more $5 for paying the notary. I remember y'all mentioning 
KYW News Radio 1060. I've listened to two KYW on, I've listened, I guess, two. I've listened as well to KYW online. What do you like about it? I like the memories of, I don't like it now because now, like all news, is doomer. Yeah. Is doom and gloom. But back then, it was as close as my generation had to a Walter Cronkite. Yeah, because it was no one injecting an opinion, no one editorializing. Well, that's redundant. But mm-hmm. um, I remember I listened to the 2004 presidential debates on there. And after it was over, they're just like, this is what the candidates talked about. And now, um, whoever with sports, we're going to play an old sports from earlier. Yeah. Um, and, you know, y- you had reliable uh information updating traffic uh, like at like five and 55 or something like that top of the hour bottom of the hour yeah traffic report and it was just like the rose around philly and and delaware and it it was all done in this is laconic the right word i don't know Mm, not loquacious and i'm just saying that because of inglorious bastards but um even-headed tone. Hmm. It's very matter-of-fact, yeah. smooth voice, not excited. So I am here to deliver the no- news. I says it's the closest things that Pennsylvanians had to the shipping forecast. Hmm. Um, good question. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. Miat, again, hello. How can you have a dialogue with someone? Oh, that's we already did that one. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you Miat. again. Nathan Head says, I want I want to say you guys rock, thank you, and that I have a 2006 three-valve Mustang GT at sub-100,000 miles around STL. St. Louis? St. Louis? Is that it? St. Louis, Roman Seattle. Red Betty ever goes. Mm. Uh, well, uh, three-valve's good. Uh, I agree with uh, Car Wizard. That says that if you want a daily Mustang GT, you should get the two valve. But the three valve isn't bad. It's just a little bit extra complexity in that V8 that they were trying to eat the last bit of horsepower out of the modular before. Actually, the modular still lasted a while. So the three valves are fine. I mean, the good thing about the three valves and the two valves is that we have the god Bruce Hen over there who knows every inch of that engine. Yeah. So if anything happens with that, um, yeah, like just, mo- just get it. Most people know less about their bodies than Bruce knows about Ford Mustangs. Um, Um, So someone is offering you their car if if Red Betty ever goes. I appreciate Uh, that. And he just finished listening to RCR number 80. Um, This one real quick from Disco Ball Gaming. How big is too big when it comes to trucks and sedans? For me, it's when it no longer makes sense for you. So a truck is too big if you're going to be the only one driving it and you have no practical use for uh, the flatbed. You have no practical use for, to even have something that big. You're having it just to have it. If you're having it just to have it, that's kind of when it's too big. Um, get something smaller that can accommodate one person. Um, if it's not just for you and it's for more than one person, get a car that is relative to the size of your family mm-hmm. uh, or the people that who are going to be using it yeah. so that you're not that person who suddenly, um, you know, has more car than they actually need. And then people are calling you for favors. 
Yeah, we just got done filming a car last week of a single guy who owns a seven-passenger SUV. Yeah. And I kind of like – I made excuses because I, I like the car and that this guy knows what he's about. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think the mood of that particular car, you can – no one's going to really say anything because it's so bland. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a bro-dozer, a car that's trying to draw attention to itself. Yeah, this one isn't even – people aren't even going to notice it. It's just no. going to fall into the background. Let's see. Adrian Cruz says, I have a lowered 2011 Ford Fusion, but I'm bored of it. What four-door car can, what four-door car newer than 2005 that's not lame should I get? Well, okay, you're coming off of a Ford Fusion. Um, I'm guessing you have about 20 Gs to spend on a car. So you need a four-door car. That means the the King, the Honda Accord 6MT is out because that's only a two-door. Um, a Chevy SS, which is amazing and fun all the time. That is also out because that's too probably too expensive for you. Those things are $40,000 in the used market. They're unreasonable. Hmm. Okay, kind of one of the cars that I am thinking about getting for a project car that is 2011 to 2013 Toyota Corolla, excuse me, wrong, Toyota Camry six-speed. You can have a Toyota Camry with a six-speed manual transmission from 2011 to 2013. They exist. They are out there. I can't, that's what... This guy pays me tomorrow for my motorcycle. I will have pretty much the, mo the money I will need to buy one of those cars as a project car. I almost was going to ask uh, like one of the three valley of valiance uh, furies, Plymouth furies over Bruce Hen from uh, Jake's estate sale that he found in this garage as part of an estate sale. Um, there, there was one like 1975 puke green Plymouth Fury with like 30,000 miles on it. It's Grandma Fresh. It's got the Virgin Mary on the dash. Jeez. It's got some Bible verse stickers on the inside. But other than that, it's still got stickers in the engine bay from the factory. It purrs. It drives great. AC doesn't work. AM mm. radio only, 1975. There was an 8-track in it, but no 8-track tape. There's hookups for a CB radio because that was a thing in the 70s. And we sat and was like, this thing is luxurious. <laughs> and so I offered Jake a price, and he says, I want to get more than that. And I'm like, I was offering the, I kind, I was offering the, I'll buy it, but I don't really want it price. Yeah. But then there is not too much demand for a 1975 Plymouth Fury. Yeah. It's like, I want to get more for it. It's like, yeah, but are you? <laughs> it's like, you know, we, I mean, the, the car is fun in an ironic sense. Um, it's going to take a long for, for something like I would drive this because it kind of sucks and is boring. But it's it's um, the equivalent of uh, see it's fun because it's cheap. If you're gonna try to make a 1975 Plymouth Fury exciting, it, it you know Mackinmore couldn't do that because no. yeah this is it's not possible. This is a thrift shop car. It's fun because it's it's floaty and it's boaty and it's gonna get terrible gas miles. I think it came with a 300, 320 or three sixty V eight. In yeah, here probably a dumb two-barrel carburetor, but that's 
probably really all it needs because this car is never ever going to intend to go fast. Mm. But other than that, that the car is mint, you know, it's mint. It's but it's like grandma. It's like that chair behind us. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's good. Uh, but I I wouldn't be excited to drive it like I'm excited to drive a Falcon. There's no real life to this car. Um, it's only great. Like the first thing I immediately thought of was Ella Swap. And then it's funny to see this bodie old grandma nonsense. It's like grandma, uh, uh, I don't know. Is this a problematic statement? This is a car for like in the 70s. Um, like if you finally get out of the projects and this is your car. Is, is that it? I mean, it's, it's a cheap car back then. It's like cheap luxury. So I guess this was like a Chrysler 300, but not a hemp, not, not Chrysler. This is a Chrysler. This is like buying a new Plymouth Fury back then is like buying a new Chrysler 200. Like, yeah. really? You bought that? <laughs> that? <laughs> of course, now it's kind of, it's not like not going to be fast. Uh, but you see, we saw 90s cars drop and 90s cars jump. Stuff from mid seventies never really went anywhere. No, it's kind of felt like a uh, unless you're talking about air cooled Porsches or like Ferraris or stuff. We're talking American cars from the seventies, yeah, not muscle cars. Yeah, they're mostly just kind of non-starters uh, as far as that era went in terms of uh, appreciable value. Now, if now if he did, if he does accept my price. We'll do a video on it, and I'm going to say it's the greatest thing ever, and I'm going to put it on Bring a Trailer. <laughs> yes. Uh, push up that value. Um, Refresh. And I think we got a bunch more, which means let me fetch the sign. sign. I saw the sign. Open my eyes. I saw the sign. Underrated band. Good old clean pop music. Smoke blunt and listen to Ace of Bass and take you to new levels. If I ever opened up a strip club, I would call it Lace of Bass. Nice. So Alex Rosen for five euros says, you guys are great. Gritty greetings from Stuttgart. Great. Hmm. Can't looking forward to go to Europe sometime, some way. In the future. Mercy, mercy. Thank you for your donation. Opinion on a 1998 Honda Civic hatchback. Great, good, great, great, great. Get it, great. Everything great. Automatic or manual. Don't care. Buy it. You can probably sell it for another $1,000 immediately after you buy it if you get a good one. Mr. E says, least favorite beer. Okay, a beer that... Um, a beer that uh, does that hide your head? Eh, eh, eh. I mean, who? No one really needs to see my face. I mean, it's a quality face, but <laughs> it's just you know. My least favorite beer. Like, if this is all we're drinking, no thanks. But, if this is all there is to drink, um, I'll drink a Bud Light. I'll drink a Miller Light. I mean, I'll. I drink a. I drink a Miller Light before I drink a Yingling these days. Honestly, mm. a Yingling just makes me full and then not drunk. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's like it, fe it feels like you've eaten a loaf of bread. Yeah, but you don't get. Hey, yeah, Guinness. I'll drink that. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll Natty Lice, Natty Ice, no Natty Natter Days. Yes. Um. Mark, regular bud eh, no mark nah. my words i will be c 
cold in the dead ground before they ever get me to drink a hams again. I'm never <laughs> drinking a hams. That's I mean, hams has got to be ice, ice cold. So I can't taste it. Yeah. They yeah. could give me like a lifetime supply and I'm just like, could I give this to an, well, okay. I can't give it to an orphanage. Um, some other charity yeah. that, uh, you know, services people who can, well, no charity would accept it. I'm sure Man. there's something I'm going to use this for baseball practice. I'm going to throw these bike hands up in the air and hit them with a cricket bat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's something. I'm going to shake them up and spray them at things. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I'll just use them to make a bunch of like, I don't know, like beer can chicken. They're not something. even good to power Mr. Fusion. No. Um, let's see. Good question. Eli Birchall says, thanks for the, your review on the express fan. My grandfather bought a Y2K, a, two a year 2000 SWB single wheelbase, single wheelbase, short wheelbase, excuse me, short wheelbase passenger with windy windows, sealed beam headlights, cruise control, and a broken air conditioner. Bet you drive that until the guys, until even the scrape and slap places say they won't pass it for inspection. Mm. Nice. Good memories. Thank you, Eli. Very legal, very cool. That was a familiar face. I respect how apolitical you guys are, but I'm curious, is it because car show culture leans conservative or because Schuylkill County is really red? That's neither knows this. It's, it's, it's a, it's a downer no matter what. Yeah. Oh, be, because, because there isn't enough people already talking about it. Yeah. It's, it's like, like why I'm not having, are, do we have enough people on the planet? Do you really have to have kids? Are we, a, do we have a shortage of people? You know what? There's too much parking. Yeah. Let's have less in 18 years. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's talk about the state of the world. I'll bet we're going to really wake some people up. Yeah. Uh, no one's ever had their con. Their, their, only in Hollywood do people have their minds changed by a uh, well-argued conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, something where, you know, and I, people overrate the nobility of the effort yeah. of like, well, at least you tried. It's like, well, but at what cost, <laughs> you know, like now my blood pressure is a little bit higher. Is that really something that I want right now mm -hmm. or, or ever? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's shitty not to try, but I have to go pee. Okay. Second half of the question, uh, how big is the coal industry in Schuylkill County? It exists, and I don't know to what extent. Uh, no one I knew were miners or sons of miners, so I don't know. Um, Eli, good question. No. Eli Birchill again says, I bought it new, and now I use it for van stuff. There's innuendo there, but vans are good. Van stuff is great. Not that kind of van stuff, but hauling things and having it not get wet. That's some good, clean van stuff. Thank you, Eli. Travis Vappies uh, says, I work at an automatic car wash, and some of our customers don't know how to put their car in neutral, mostly Teslas, Benz, and Bimmers. Is that normal? I suppose so. I mean, in an automatic, when are you really putting it in neutral? Most of us with old cars, we know where that neutral is because you had to push the dumb thing around. But yeah, I don't know how you put a Tesla in neutral and some of these Benzes, I don't know. Is that normal? Mm. I suppose, yeah, that is normal with modern cars, automatic car wash. 
I, I remember it was fun when I was a little kid going through automatic car washes, but now they just, you don't want to put your car through an automatic car wash because it's like, do you want to take a bath after three people? It's like, it's like the sponge hasn't been washed. Those, those chamois things, they're up there. Maybe if you're lucky, they change them at the end of the day, but that's everybody else's dirty cars that those things have been slapping around. Nope. All I like are the, I, I, if there's a, I will use the brush at the do-it-yourself car wash only for the unpainted plastic trim panels on my Forester, like the bumpers and, you know, side skirt things, um, side trim, everything else. Like if I'm going to the spray off, it's to spray it off. Even with an old car, like you get the woolen mat out, whether you need that grate at the bottom of the bucket, I don't know, just don't touch the bottom of the bucket, just dab it on the top. And then I just spray the thing off with a hose every now and again. My cars look fine. Of course, they're not show, they're not showcases or anything. Good question. Miat, hello. Miat's been popular today. Very popular. For example, just now, our example. For example, a user just now made a mean joke. I identify as a woman, LOL, to degrade trans people, denying their dignity in this chat alone. Why? Well, they want your attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got my attention. My attention is worth $200 an hour. What grand thing are you going to do with it? Tell me to fuck off? Okay. Man, I'm doing this for free. You should feel special. Yeah. It's, it's like... like you know, this is coming from a teacher. People say stuff because they want your attention. They don't know the difference between positive attention or negative attention. It's not about you. It's about their childhood. Something's being unfulfilled. And, uh, oh, there's a good quote. I forget who said it. I wrote it down. Props to the author whenever I can think of it. It kind of sounds like a Bukowski quote. Where's my notes here? Where's my notes on an iPacard? Yeah, I mean. No, I, I actually I wrote it to a note to myself on Telegram. That's how I did. Where's my saved messages? That's why, because I wanted it both on this and yeah. If a person feels powerless or insignificant in their life, the easiest way to achieve power is to make other people angry. So yeah, something has changed because I changed something. I yeah. changed how someone else was thinking. I got a little juice doing that. Yeah. Congratulations. You got yourself a Capri Sun. Suck it down. At the end of the night, you're still going to be you. Yeah. I mean, Nothing changed. And the thing with these people is that, or who sort of try to, you know, rile people up, it's that, you know, they're like, eh, whatever. I don't really get it or understand it it's like all right. all right fine but the job is people isn't to really get or understand it. it's just to respect it yeah like respect the fact like yeah. of, of other people of you know it's like it's not hard to really you know be who someone who respects other people yeah The answer isn't walk away because it's tough now to yeah. like walk away from dicks. Like I've been walking away my whole life. Yeah, me too. 
but then you have to run the risk of getting into it with someone at the grocery store. It's like, how much of this time is your worth? I suppose the answer is giving them this. you like the bare minimum. You get the, all right. And this only works in real life. It's like, all right. All right. All right. You done? Are you done? Look at a watch. Doesn't matter if you have one on or not. Yeah. That pisses people off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the bare minimum of, of attention. Yeah. And and then they realize they're not getting through and then they get mad. Yeah. You got to remember, you got to do this away from your car because if they realize they can't get to you, they'll like go up and kick your car because yeah. they, they, they need a reaction because their life's messed up. Anyway, quack, uh, metaphilia or something. <laughs> Mef. He had a bet. Mepatilia. He had a bet in the chat that we'd probably get his name wrong. And so oh, I yeah. know I'm going to. I'm going to say Kuxum Mephitida, Mephitida, Kushum Mephitida. I, 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 um, uh, Yep, you win the bet. $6.90. Nice. <laughs> I concur. The, the Kunkelman Chevrolet bumper was hilarious AF. Any chance Cooper Tom could be on the podcast and talk restos and other stuff? Yeah, I mean, he restored his DeLorean on the cheap uh he's somewhere in the she's somewhere in the swamps of jersey uh to quote the boss but yeah cooper tom open invite on the podcast just saying um i should i should say that's right now um where is he on telegram yeah, I'm just doubling this because we're on the podcast right now because people asked uh, in the podcast, uh, when is Cooper Tom coming on the RCR podcast? So double streaming this right now, recording it to him and broadcasting this. You have an open invite to come up here to Mid-State PA and be on the podcast at any time. The house is now built for podcast guests, so you would have your own bedroom. Talk to you later. Bye. So Miat says, again, Miat says, would your review of a V6 swap Corolla? Yes. The Corolla never came with a V-Sax, V6. I would love to experience what would uh, a, a Toyota V6, which would probably come out of what? They used, they used a bunch of V6s in Camrys, and some of them fit into RAV4s. But the RAV4 transmission uh, was made for four all-wheel drive. So, dude, that'd be something. All-wheel drive Corolla. I think some Corollas now are offered with all-wheel drive, but they're going through a uh, CVT. That'd be dope. There'd be a lot of cutting, and I don't know if you'd have back seats at that point. Yeah, good question, Miat. Thanks. BK Ishin. Generous donation. Thank you. Call me BK. BK it is. Why are hatchbacks looked down upon? I didn't know that they were. Yeah, since when? Since when? They've always been popular. Yeah. I was looking into one and people seemed to think it was a bad idea. Who are these people? <laughs> what? Yeah. Are they, oh, you're going to get clobbered on the highway. Yeah. Okay, I'll get a Toyota Yaris sedan. That's better. I don't know. Maybe it's people who lived through the 70s when hatchbacks legitimately were small. 
They'll run right into you. <laughs> That's what happens in an accident. Yeah, I don't know who these people are. Say hatchbacks are a bad idea. Hatchbacks are everything. Phil K with five pounds. You love the SV650. What do you think of the SV1000? I want to ride it. Even in the Wikipedia, they call that bike the Widowmaker. A bike smaller than mine with a 1,000cc V-twin double cams? Yes, daddy, please give it to me. Yum, 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 swallow and smile. That is the SV-1000. I have been offered one or two. I'd love to do one. I got to get Ted because he has the SV650. And I, I want to see if the SV1000 is the exact same frame as the SV650, just with a 1,000cc V-twin shoved in it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yum, yum, please. That guy with the plaid. $5. Thank you. Sup, boys. Love the content. Is there a long enough timeline in which a modern Ford Explorer can get an LS swap? I'm pretty <laughs> sure a modern one, like Nick's mom's modern. Yeah. See, now we're talking about would it still retain all-wheel drive, or now you're going to have a shaft to the rear? I don't know if a V8 will fit where... Or is a V6, right? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Like if that that and would is, and, and work. is it a transverse V6 or is it a longitudinal? I don't know. Oh, I, I geez, can't even uh, remember. Um, yeah, neither can I because I did that over a year ago. Yeah. And I haven't like given a second thought I to a know. Ford Explorer um, since then. People see uh, um, an swap. I mean, people do everything, but... I think you could easily, it'd be easier to do one from one from the 90s where they were still truck-based, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm distracted. It's just that it appears that like the Zazzle uh, store for us crashed, so I don't know if it's like oh, overloaded. Hmm. So that's, I, I really underestimated the amount of demand people would have for Kunkelman Chevrolet license, license plate, plate frames. frames. <laughs> it's just like bizarre in a good way. I kind of would like to order one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> put one, I don't own a GM product. I just put one on the... I already have a Kunkelman Chevrolet sticker on my Ford. Mustang. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my nephew was like, why do you have a Chevrolet sticker on <laughs> from some like Chevrolet place? I'm like, no, it's it's a joke. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> oh, actually, you would get it, but still. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pull up the video. Hey, it's Boris again. I'm the speed shitting, shitting champion of the greater Chicago land area. Well, that's a bold title. Speed, well, actually, yeah. Getting all that deep dish out, it doesn't come out easy. Oh, man, I was in uh, oh, It's just yeah. that thick, heavy cheese sitting there, probably taking seven years to break down Impacted fully. Impacted bowels. <laughs> Here's an interesting question. Uh, I want, see, I want to eat more food, but shouldn't. It's just I want something to soothe my throat, and I have another pack. That packet of the the, the uh, that stuff gargle away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's like, um, you know what? I'm gonna go get a lozenge, and this could. Uh, this is a question for Nick. Then. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, it's gonna be a tough one. Go for it. You already know the unless you are really partial. Hers versus Uts. Um, I am not partial, and let me tell you why. It's because. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, growing up, we had circuits in the sense that we would go to different gatherings in the summer 
at different houses, different family members, different friends. And each one of them would sell a different potato chip. And after a while, or not sell, they would serve, or did I say serve? I'm losing my mind. I've been awake a very long time. Basically, uh, after you've been on the summer circuit, all the chips start to blend together, which is a little bit chipsist. I know, I'm sorry, but the chips themselves, I don't know that there's that much meaningful difference, except that Uts tastes a little more, okay, when I say that they're bland, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean in that it seems like they're trying to get back to some sort of primordial essence of potato chips because you know, they want to be the, the potato chip that represents Pennsylvania, same way hers does, same way, you know, the, any number of brands want to be the one that's like the Pennsylvania brand. Uh, but it never got to the point where like I really noticed the difference all that much. But um, the more I think about it, the more I'm inclined to say Uts just because it tasted more like earthy, even though there were like, to my knowledge, fewer varieties. But even then, even then, uh, you know, there's still quality in hers. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I never knew. I, I never do. So yeah, I, I went with Uts just because it seems more like a potato. It tastes a little bit more mm. potato-y, but more potato-y in that uncooked potato kind of sense. Um, so that it pairs with whatever you're eating mm. because you're, whatever you're eating is only in search of a crunch of some mm. kind. Like if I'm making say a smoothie bowl or, or like a protein smoothie bowl for myself, I'll put in some kind of nut and it won't matter what the nut is because I'm not doing it for flavor. I'm doing it to have something crunchy in there, something substantial, yeah. something, you know, cause you can slice in a banana in there, but that's not like the same as just getting that visceral crunch. There isn't a nice contrast. Yeah. And granola, it's like all sugar, but it's like what you want is, you know, get some shelled walnuts in there, get a roll or the unship, whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the, just get the walnut pieces, the bag of friggin' walnut pieces. Yeah. You get omega-3s in there, you know, it's yeah. good as, uh, tip-top magoo. magoo. Yeah, yeah, you'll be feeling great, but um, within reason. So yeah, uh, I go with Uts because they're crunchier. Yeah, I'm with hers because my school had them mm. in the lunch line, and my jam was salt and vinegar chips. Ah, those. I can never get into salt and vinegar chips. Oh, they're bitter. Like salt and vinegar chips is a good way to get a child out of the yummy phase. Like there are flavors out there that are good when they're bitter and nasty. Mm. And that is a bit, and half of it became like a macho challenge. Like, ew, you like that? They're so bitter. It's like, I love this. I love this. And here's my, my breath. breath. <laughs> ah, salt and vinegar <laughs> yeah. chips. Man, I could go back in time. Salt and vinegar. Um, Giraffe Mayer says, Mr. R brought, uh, brought up, he's thinking about a new RCR project car. Any ideas of what you might get? Well, I just said a six speed, uh, Toyota Camry. Um, uh, it's that it's, I, I kind of have my heart set on that unless there's something really cheap that comes up. Uh, love all the cred you guys make. Keep being awesome gents. Thank you. Mm. Junkhead 86. 
Uh, doesn't have a question. Just says hot brown, cold yellow, hot brown, cold yellow. Eaten at the eaten at the chain store next to the air chain restaurant next to the airport Hilton. Show hot brown, look. cold yellow. Got my plate of hot brown and my cold yellow. <laughs> Iced ink. Hello, Iced ink. No hat, Nick is a look I could get behind. Yay! What do you get when you mix a joke with a rhetorical question? Well played. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. There you go. Theo Wan says, Lexus GS430, second generation, what do you think? I can't even picture that car in my head. I have to look it up. What Toyota is it? Uh, Command C, because it's a Mac. Wah, wah. Command V. Oh, yeah, it's a Camry. It's a Camry. I think that's a Camry. Yep, that's a Camry. Ugh, it looks even worse than a Camry. It looks like a Nissan Maxima. What a horrible lump of crap. Why would you pay anything for that? God, that's meant to dupe people. I love Toyota, but that's a car for schmucks. Good question. <laughs> Hit fine doesn't have a question, but... 10 pounds. Thank you. And there's a little green guy with the taking off my glasses so I can see better. Mm. I think it's like a vegetable. Just says thank you. And yeah, thank, man, you. thank you. Refresh to freedom. Sometimes I tongue the top of my mouth and I think it bleeds. Mm. Eli Burchill. And I think we were all cut up now with the super chats. Seventh generation Honda Accord 6MT for 5,000 instead of Camry 6MT. Maybe. Hmm. I've, I've seen Camry 6MTs for five, six, and sometimes even eight. I love the Accord 6MT, but you see, I've already driven one. We reviewed yeah, it. Yeah. It was great. If I get one, I know what I'd be getting. The thing is, they don't come as four doors. I want four doors. And I want even blander. Toyota Camry so dead and i have this long narrative in my head that i want to write about a car like that if it's everything that i hope it is so that's that okay we are all caught up back to the regular chat before we go off here yes uh they're talking amongst themselves but we still pay attention to you the sun has now set at 654 and uh, sometime in November, when we go to daylight save, when we go into standard time, feels like when I go back into the cocoon, mm. uh, that is winter time. Um, I wonder what this winter will feel like. A lot of my emotional happiness rides on the ski season, mm. uh, being able to go out and ski. Because throughout most of the winter, I, I think that our lives are kind of... The cafe, yeah, the brick house holding pattern, yeah, and then here, and then going out. I am kind of looking forward to the brisk days of filming that the bite of the cold air on your that, that makes your face shrink, <laughs> yeah, of knowing that I'm filming tomorrow. So let me uh lay out the layers mm -hmm. like the long johns, but also the underwear, 
Um, you double up? Yes, I do. Mm. I double up. I have the underwear, the long johns, and then the pants because, you know, it's like maybe I should get one of those like nice, uh, you know, the the coveralls that you got. The type oh, of the one piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice because there's no up butt drafts. Ah. Yeah. And I think you can just get those like hardware stores. I think that mine I got from my grandpa. Mm. So it's like a Land Zen from like the 80s or something like that. Damn. But um, yeah, like just one piece jumpers and you get them at like hardware stores. I think they're like a hundred bucks or something like that. Mm. Um, which if you figure this thing's going to probably last 10 or 15 years. Yeah, it pays for itself. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Now is, is a check okay or would you prefer cash, says the guy who's uh, buying the bike. Uh, my response is cash is king. Someone asked what the other uh, Kunkelman Chevrolet ads were in. Uh, the first one, it was just a random throwaway that I did, I think, in the Oldsmobile Alero review that I did. And then the second one is the Executive L town car, the Lincoln. Um, the third is in the um, Ford F-250, the IDI uh, diesel. And then the most recent one is this past Monday, the Chevy um, Express van. I'm sorry, I was texting there. What was that? Oh, nothing. It was just somebody asking oh, what okay. the other Kunkelman Chevrolet videos were. Mm. Too bad most cars after suck something. Josh Rips found a new girl yet. If you're looking, you look hot in a one piece. Is there an actual, is there an actual Kunkelman Chevrolet? Mm. Why not? Why not? Let's Why just roll not? with it. There's a real Rinaldi and Klein too. Yeah, sure. There is. Go find it. <laughs> What is the address for what for Rinaldi and Klein? Did you we, just make up an address? Yeah, I made up an address that puts it out over like the bay. Ah, <laughs> like I just I just followed the address and then just went here, or maybe I gave him the, the the address of like like some park. We, we said like you said it's in Queens, so it's like it's in Queens, but I gave an address that isn't in Queens. Yeah, or I think I I gave an address of some street that doesn't exist and some like house number that doesn't. Exist. Yeah. Or I think I put it on a real street, but the house number is like way so it's like too high to be anywhere on that street. Yeah. And I also put it in a hard to read font. Yeah. And then stretch the font further on top of that. Yeah, I was debating whether or not so to do that, the yeah, that I, font. it's a nonsensical address, but I think it does I think it is Queens. It's very nice. Um, uh no 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 no. You guys need to start your own sleazy used car dealership just called Kunkelman used cars. That'd be funny. Kunkelman, 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 Kunkelman <laughs> I, I, I just keep thinking of like when I'm looking around at like small town businesses that you can turn into like a bit that for a fake ad of like, yeah. you know, uh, um, like fence to mocker law. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. USA number one. USA number one. And like you don't get to the name of the business, USA number one competitive and competitive agreement. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, so someone just says, buy here, pay here, bad credit, no problem. We own the bank. <laughs> uh, Jameson signs and lettering. Uh, or just do like a Delaware Incorporated. Uh, 
or just do something that's a campaign ad for someone who's running for a very small, unimportant office. Like, you know, um, hey, I'm I'm James Finkel. Finkel mm, Cannon. Yeah, f whatever his name is. I'm ru I'm running for your garbage person, comp troller. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, town councilor, town council member. Yeah. My opponent says that I, you know, punch old ladies in the mouth and then don't pay for them to get new poly down, you know, but that's only half true. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to have like <laughs> some guy to just read that deadpan. Oh, one of my favorite Tim and Eric is, uh, if you want to hit the hay, then come on down to Lazy Horse Mattress. We're the best in town. <laughs> I'm like, that is so dead on for like these little mall things. And the the guy they, that they had to act the awkward furniture salesman who doesn't know how to act natural on camera. Yeah. Even his walk was like, I am walking toward the camera and saying words. Mm. It's sort of weird, like like talking on camera is just pretend the camera's not there at all. Yeah. And you're just having a conversation. It's like something in like the local Pennsylvania, because Tim and Eric, you know, they are from PA, um, have this fear of the lens as if it takes their soul. Yeah. And they get really, really stiff. And they're, they're always people like when you meet them in normal life, they're they're very outgoing and easy and fun. And it, and it sort of reminded me of the people who were great jokers and tellers and, you know, normal kids in school. But when it came time to do a book report, they turn into a log. Yeah. They really froze up. And it's like, we're all the same people. It's just you're there now. Yeah. You're standing. That's it's, it. It's like other people are going to see this. It's like. There's this thing I noticed in, in PA, and I don't know if it's different in other states, where you're at like a county fair or whatever, and there's a band playing, and everybody backs away from the band. And they'll have a bunch of seats, you know, playing, so you could sit and watch the band. And people will just fill in the back row, and no one will get near. And then there'll be a bunch of men who, like, will watch the... Who, who get as far away from they can... As far away as they can from the stage and watch back up against the wall. I was at a wedding once where they had this band and, you know, the band was playing and singing and everybody just sunk back toward the back bar and the singer in a good move fed up. She like kept singing and like took people by the hand and took random strangers and like put them together and pulled them onto the dance floor to get people to dance. Yeah. But see, that's why they don't do it is because it's the same reason you don't sit in the front at a magic show because you don't want to be made into part of the act. Mm. People are terrified of being made part of the act. When even then, statistically, how many magicians pull from the front row anyway? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're yeah, the best place to hide in class is the front row. Exactly. You're oh, hiding you in plain hide sight all year in that front row. Yeah, not a problem. Never get called on. No, and uh, like I, I, you'd be more in danger in the front row at a comedy show. Because you're right there within what the line of sight of the comedian. But the comedian, that's the whole comedian bit about when they talk to you, they already know the answers to what you're going to say. It's like you, the, you just ask people questions that you know the answer to or that lead into a bit. Your yeah. point is to just 
they're, they're just throwing you a softball and you can, doesn't matter if you swing or a miss, the show's going to, the, the game goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and sometimes it might like, if you're there, you know, with some late, uh, some lady next to you, they'll just be like, well, Oh, is this your first date? Like you're here on a first date. Well, you know, I mean, there's a million other, I mean, I'm glad you picked my show. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like, I, you could have gone anywhere in the world, but you came to this, you know, how bad must you feel to watch a <laughs> middle-aged yeah. pudgy guy come up here and tell you that the, you know, yeah, I don't know. My, jizz isn't the same color you see. Uh, either y'all ever die in a car crash before? <laughs> yeah. Is this your first time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think a funeral home bit would be good of just like, you know, welcome to to Weissman's uh, funeral home. Hess funeral. Hept, hept. Hess funeral home. Yeah. I'm just, I think that might actually be a real business. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, well, did we get this body's permission to be in the ad? I mean, no, but they're dead. Who cares? <laughs> well, here lies Jacob Bukowski. No, I can't go Bukowski. Here lies Mike Huntington. Not many people know this isn't his first time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funeral joke. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's a podcast. Hey, Tony Airlines showing up last minute. Oh, Wes Heisman. Tony says, Wes, High, Wes Hessman Funeral Home, down in Intercourse, PA, near the old Crown Brooks. Come on down. Come on down to Wes Henderson Funeral Home. We have been serving the community for 93 years. My name's Bess Henderson. I am a man just letting that out. I know I look gender neutral, but catch me afterwards. And we'll have our own viewing. Our prices are negotiable. That's another thing. No funeral home ever talks about price. No. And never. I have no idea what a funeral costs. No. It's it's a lot of money. I want to say like six grand minimum. -ish. Yikes. I don't know. Something. Like, just throw me in a hole. Like, it's fine. I don't want to be a burden <laughs> on either. But it's like, okay, so, you know, uh, 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 Hess Funeral Home. One work. says 10000 yeah, it's that's how why much does it cost? Someone says I'm guessing fifteen. Someone says thirty. That's that's another thing. A life insurance company of like where, where? Oh, I forgot. That's what it's for to pay the fucking funeral home. Yeah, we're dying isn't cheap. Dying is expensive. We're Wagner Mutual. <laughs> Buy our insurance. Um, yeah. All right. Hey, I think that's a podcast. That's, but yeah, we could be brainstorming small business fake yeah. ads all night. But uh, either way, um, thank you so much for joining us mm -hmm. and for, you know, just hanging out. Last know? minute, we're done doing Super Chats, but I'll make an exception for you, Dan. Thank you so much. Review my G80 in Toledo, Ohio. Love you guys. Uh, lease uh, I lease mirages and fortes i get a real joy out of your content thank you thank you so much thank you and the uh address is regularcars at gmail.com your make model city state in the title of the email and the body of the email uh put your name and a phone number that i can call you please write out the entire state as a word do not abbreviate it otherwise it just gets lost in the shuffle thank you so much thank you to everybody who donated on super chat uh, your money is going toward the Travel fun, which honestly is full. 
So I'll be honest, the money you're giving us is going toward another project car. <laughs> it's going to go through something fun. So any money you give us, you'll see it right on the screen. Yeah. So it's going toward another RCR project car. Um, it's going it's right towards probably going to be like every other channel. They're going to buy some. I bought the cheapest Lamborghini in Hoovyville. Guess yeah. what? I'm buying a used Camry and it's going to be more entertaining than anybody else. It's going to be a more entertaining series than anybody else. Yeah. It's going to be project dad time. Project I hope dad you're time. fine with that. Thank yes, you to everybody who donates to Patreon. You are helping this uh, YouTube channel exist as a much larger channel than it really is. Thank you to everybody who subscribed. I think we're at 174,000 subscribers. Um, um, and uh, thank you to everybody who watches Monday. Uh, the Monday review is cut, done, and ready to go. Um, any other thoughts? No, I got nothing. Okay. That's a podcast, guys. Thank you, and uh, have a very good week, and enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.